Lord, as we come to you today, we thank you again for your uh, amazing word. Uh, the Bible continues to open up to our understanding and, and helps us to see the wonders of who you are and the majesty of your amazing grace. Lord, we pray today that you would just speak to us from the passage that we're going to focus our attention on and just let your Holy Spirit settle in, in our hearts and in our minds in a very powerful way today that your purposes may be fulfilled in our coming together here in your house. Thank you for everyone uh, who ventured out to the house of the Lord today. Thank you for those who are watching online. Uh, Lord, we, we praise you for who you are and for what you are doing in the family that we know as First Church of God. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, uh, it is amazing when you are out and about the things that you behold and realize that everything that our eyes see, God has created the realities that we're experiencing. Whether it's the blue sky or uh, the, the vegetation that we see, the trees and the and the flowers and the shrubs and, and all the different things that exist, the animals that we encounter from time to time as we're out and about. It is amazing the infinite variety of God's creative handiwork. Amen? Uh, the Bible says that we see His majesty, majesty displayed uh, in the heavens and on earth, and that is, that is the truth. Um, God not only has done amazing things when it comes to the physical creation, that we all are a part of, but God has also done amazing things in the spiritual realm. It is incredible what God has done to create for us this otherworldliness, if you will, that is a part of our existence. We're not just animals who are earthbound on, on this globe, but we are creations of God, people who are created in His own image, which means we have a spiritual capacity that is truly amazing that God is not only with us now, but He is taking us to places in eternity that will be beyond what we can ever begin to discuss in the, in the here and now. But in Romans 11, I want, I want you to look at several verses with me. We find in verses 33 through 36, Paul is pondering the vastness and the greatness of God, and he, he puts it in, in kind of poetic terms, if you will. This is the uh, NIV version of Romans 11, 33 through 36, but consider this with me this morning. He says, Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God! How unsearchable are His judgments and His paths beyond tracing out! Who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been His counselor? Who has ever given to God that God should repay them? For from Him and through Him and for Him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. Listen to that phrase, that one phrase again. From him and through him and for him are all things. That is, that is a, an amazing statement. If you go over to the book of Acts, you find another statement there that was penned by Luke that is comparable to Paul's statement. And maybe Paul's leaning on, on what he has heard uh, that Luke passed down. Uh, that book was not available to the Apostle Paul, but maybe through oral tradition, he heard these words that Luke penned in Acts 17 when Luke said, In him we live and we move and we have our being. You see, the meanings are comparable in those two statements. In other words, 
we are here this morning because God ordained it to be so. Now that has layers of meaning. For one, we're here on this planet because God ordained our existence. We were created, fearfully and wonderfully made by the creative work of God through the procreation that happened as our parents came together in a holy union. And so it is amazing what has happened in God bringing us to exist on this planet. But more than that, we not only are here on this planet because of His creative design, but we are able to talk about it because of the, the minds that He has given us, the, the amazing capability to express and discuss and judge and determine the meaning of words and ideas. It is incre incredible the philosophical and spiritual capability that God has given us to gather around words like these. Um, we think our, those of us who are dog owners and cat owners in particular, we, we don't have any pets at home now, but we've been the proud owners of, of a cat, had a cat for 17 years. It was Christie's cat, lived with us at the parsonage through all those years. Tabby became your cat as well. He would show up around your car on Sundays when we'd come to church. And, and, and so we've had a cat in the past. We've been dog owners. Uh, we, we believe that our pets understand what we're saying to them. Amen? I mean, don't we do, right? Oh, he's so smart, you know? We, this weekend we were down at Tommy's. Tommy's got, Tommy has a little pony that they call a dog. <laughs> This is a huge dog, a European Doberman. And I'm not going to lie to you, he makes me nervous. They tell me he's just a gentle giant. I'm not, I'm, Tommy, if you're watching, buddy, I'm not convinced yet. But he is a big dog. He is a strong dog. He's a pretty dog. He is my grand dog. And I'm proud of him. And I've got a great grand dog. Macy brought her little uh, dog over this weekend and... Uh, that dog's name is Ollie, and it's a little tiny lap dog. And uh, it, it took the papaw, and it was on the recliner, on the foot rest of the recliner with me this weekend. And, and so I'm watching my kids and my grandkids interact with these animals, and I'm thinking about our interactions with our animals in the past. And, and we just believe that they really get it, that they understand. And um, <clears throat> we had Rudy, little wiener dog, a little dachshund, when we lived back over here. And I would tell Becky, Rudy is so smart. I mean, Rudy is just a smart dog. I mean, she really gets it. I said, when I come home and, and I ask her, do you want to go outside, man? She gets all excited. Becky said, you're giving her too much credit. Watch this. Hey, Rudy, you want to go outside? Rudy's, hey, Rudy, you want a piece of pie? <laughs> hey, Rudy, you want a chicken thigh? <laughs> you know, so it was, the, and I said, wow. Um, what, what I'm saying to you is we scientists number us among, categorize us along with the animal kingdom, if you will. But we're more than animals. We are godlike in our being in that we are able, just like we're doing, like I said, like we're here this morning, we're talking about things, I'm talking, you're listening, we're thinking about the things that are, that are you know, we've entered together in worship through the songs. Um, they, they told us this weekend, said, now, Captain, that's the big dog. Rachel said, it's so cute. Whenever he hear, hears a siren, he sings along with the siren. Okay. 
Sure enough, there was a siren. Oh! But y'all, we sang words together this morning that had meaning to our souls. Why, why am I belaboring this point? Because it speaks to what Paul is saying here today. He says, oh, the depth of the riches and the wisdom of our God. They're unsearchable. They're beyond us knowing entirely. But the very fact that he says that and we're able to entertain that characteristic of our amazing God speaks to the fact that we are created in His image. It is amazing who God has created us to be. Amen? I mean, it is amazing. You know, I've shared it a number of times in the past several years, but it, it truly is a, it's amazing to me. That whole thing of being able to, to remember things. In detail. We're, we're riding down the road. I said, you know, play 70s music. And so, that's, that's, you know, hey Siri, play 70s music. 70s music is now playing, and it comes on, and Becky's singing every word, buddy. She's, I mean, she's laying it out, and she said, it is, I don't, I cannot believe that I remember those words. See that? How long has it been since her and I heard that tune, much less sung along with that tune, and she remembered every word? And, and, and the way the, the, the melody went, the note structure, it's incredible. It's incredible how God has created us. The capacity that He's given us. But having said that, we can only go so far in understanding the richness and the vastness of the words that God has spoken. Of the creation that He has given life to. God has blessed us over and over and over again in so many ways, from so many different directions, if you will. He has blessed us over and over again. He has healed our diseases, the psalmist said, he has forgiven our iniquities. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. For His healing is amazing. His forgiveness is incredible. The way that He can transform our very being, amazing. And all because He loves us. All because He just wants us to be completely everything that He had in mind for us to be. Paul wants us to understand that from Him and through Him and for Him all things exist. Everything originates with God. He is the Creator. Everything has an opportunity to move beyond the heartaches and the failures of this life. Because through Him there is there is a saving grace that can be poured out in our lives that gives us the opportunity to walk in holy places in His presence when none of us deserve that. As a matter of fact, uh, 
If our coming into the house of the Lord this morning had to do with our worthiness, this would be an empty room. Because none of us are worthy to be in His presence. And yet He invites us. He invites us to come and be His people. The Bible says once we were not a people and now we are the people of God. It speaks to the majesty of His grace. I mean, we we didn't have any... um, opportunity whatsoever on the basis of our performance to be known as His people. But God decided that we would be His people in Christ. He decided before anything was ever spoken into existence that He would give us this opportunity. He knew because of His eternal being, He knew all about this very day that we would be gathered like this in His house. He knew who would be here in the house. He knew who would be watching online. He, he knows all about this very moment. Everything comes from Him. Everything exists through Him. It is amazing. And I think I, think I get that. I think it's taken me a lifetime to to grow in my understanding of that, but I I get it more and more. I took my first breath in Roanoke, Virginia when I was born at Jefferson Memorial Hospital. I took that first breath because God decided. I just took this breath because God decided and everything in between because God decided. I I really believe the more we gather around that truth, the more we have the opportunity to be released from some of the stresses we put on ourselves. But here's the part that I want to understand more completely and devote myself to more fully. And that's that last part. He says we are from Him, and everything we have is through Him. Everything is for Him. That's the part I need help with. To understand that everything about my life is for God. Some of the great saints of old wrote about this truth. And I'm not going to give you a list of quotes today, but people like Martin Luther and John Wesley and Daniel Sidney Warner and a host of other church leaders that are a part of our history as Christians thought about and wrote about the fact that we exist not only by the creative design of God, but we exist for the glory of God. Whether you eat or drink, whatsoever you do, the Apostle Paul wrote to the Corinthian church, do all to the glory of God. And so it causes me to ask myself, not only as I stand here before you this morning, but as I live my life from day to day, is this bringing glory to God? What I'm doing in this moment, is it bringing glory to God? And that's a question that follows us through the course of our lives. Now, I'm not suggesting that we're all 
supposed to check out of society as it were and become a part of a monastic society, that we're supposed to be monks who are humming and meditating and reading. I'm, I'm not playing down on that. I'm not suggesting that we're all supposed to be that. But I will say this. Wherever we are, wherever we are whatever we're doing, whoever we're with, it should first and foremost be about God. Because we are created by Him and we are sustained through Him, but we exist for Him. You remember on the day that Jesus rode into Jerusalem? We call it Palm Sunday. Do you remember that when He was riding in and the people were shouting and praising and the Pharisees were finding fault with the praises that people were shouting? Do you remember what Jesus said? If they don't praise Me, the rocks will shout out. In other words, they were created to bring honor and glory and praises to the Lord. And so more and more, I feel this calling for all of life to be about Him. Psalm 18, 19 says, He brought me out into a spacious place. He rescued me because He delighted in me. And as I exist in, the, in understanding what the psalmist was writing, as I, as I gather myself to that reality that God has brought me out into a spacious place, spiritually speaking, that I might that He might delight in me, that I might be in relationship with Him, more and more I feel the calling to understand that all of life, whether I eat or whether I drink, whatsoever I do, is to be to the glory of God. And so then it begs the question, Ron, what in your life does not bring Him glory? Now understand, this is not a message about if you're not doing what glorifies Him, then you're going to lose your salvation. That, that's, uh-uh. But if I am not glorifying God, wherever I find myself, whoever I'm with, then I have missed a piece of the glory of my existence. I have for a moment departed from the very reason that I am on this planet. Maybe the reason, I'm no doctor, but maybe the reason there's such a great need for so many mind-altering medications is because we have forgotten that we're here for the glory of God. Oh, we, we call on Him. We ask for His, His touch and for His mercy and His, His grace. But it, when things are going well, we forget. The psalmist said, My prayer is this, Lord that you would not give me so little that I am a disgrace to your name, but that you would not give me so much that I forget you.
We are created by Him. We exist through Him. We are for. We are here for Him. And when we acknowledge that, I really believe there comes this divine rhythm to our existence. Whoever we are, whatever we do, has the opportunity to become a testimony to the greatness of our God. One of the great hymn writers of the Church of God, Church of God that we're a part of, his name was D. Otis Teasley. And he wrote a slew of hymns in the Church of God hymnal. We, we have a Church of God hymnal. This is not the newest, but one of the newer editions of the Church of God hymnal. We've got, them, we've got a stack of them back here. And we don't sing the hymns like we used to. And since my hair is so white, it should not be a surprise to you for me to say, I miss some of these hymns. Now, I'm not here to, you know, to, I'm not here to debate on styles of worship because I enjoy the praise songs as well. But D. Otis Teasley wrote a, a slew of these hymns lying flat on his back in a hospital bed. He was stricken with a, a disease that left him paralyzed. And yet he wrote him after him that spoke of the victory that is ours because of the grace of God that is manifested in His Son Jesus. And someone asked him one day, Brother Teasley, how, how in the world can you find it in yourself to write such majestic, victorious hymns when God has left you in this bed? Not verbatim, but he said, in essence, well, I've come to believe the reason I've been able to write so many hymns is because I've been in this bed. I really, there's, I really am, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not able to do a lot of things, but I can do this. Let me just, will you humor me for just a second? Let me, let me just look in here and see if I, well, I thought I could. Um, that part of the hymnal's been ripped out. Wouldn't you know? Um, the index is gone. But in, I, I was hoping I could turn to one. Maybe not. You can tell this was impromptu because I didn't plan this. This is just something God, here we go. This is just something God put in my heart. D. Otis Teasley. Would you flee from sin and serve the Lord? Be ready when He comes. He will soon appear with His reward. Be ready when He comes. Be ready, be ready, be ready when He comes. Be ready, be ready, be ready when He comes. Uh, Here's one. Back to the blessed old Bible. Back to the city of God. Back to the oneness of heaven. Back where the faithful have trod. Back from the land of confusion. Free from the bondage of creeds. Back to the light of the morning. 
Jesus our captain leads. Back to the blessed old Bible, back to the light of its word. Be on our banners forever, holiness unto the Lord. Allison, you probably remember that hymn being sung in the church of God when you were a little girl. But him after him, he wrote from a sickbed because he understood that he existed by the grace of God for the glory of God. He did what he could do to touch the lives of countless people. I don't think he even understood how many people through the ages, through the generations, would gather around these old hymns that he wrote. And there, there are so many of them. God, help me to understand wherever I am, whatever my lot, I exist to glorify your name. When we participate in the glory of this unbelievable truth, it allows us to live our lives with a sense of higher purpose. And I'm going to tell you, if there's anything our world needs in this time in which we live, is a sense of higher purpose. What can you do to help yourself gather to this truth that you belong to God and that you're here for His glory? Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, show me so the rocks won't have to cry out. Show me. Show me, Lord, how my life is to be lived for Your glory. Show me. Father, this morning, I feel an urging from Your Spirit for us to become more mindful of Your presence and what it means to live for You. We are living in a time when individual rights have taken the stage And on many fronts, people have forgotten you or have recreated you in their own image. And Lord, we just need for you in this time to bring us to a true revelation of who you are and what you are wanting to do in our lives and through our lives. Lord, that that we would understand that We're here in the first place because You decided to give us existence. And we we continue to thrive because You have decided to give us breath and You have decided to give us gifts and to give us a mind and skills and opportunities. Lord, I pray that whatever it is that we do Monday through Saturday, that we would find in our hearts and in our souls the importance of making You a part 
of everything that happens in our lives throughout the week. So that we would understand what Paul was feeling when under the Spirit's anointing he wrote to the Corinthians, whether you eat or you drink, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Lord, let Your glory become paramount in our lives. We ask in Jesus' name and for Your glory. Amen. Thank you.